that God had to specifically speak and change something in me so that a new thing could happen. Well, think about this day and age. God wants to do some mighty, wonderful things in the earth and in your life. He wants to change you. He wants to birth a ministry. He wants to bring healing, deliverance, restoration. He wants to bring newness. He wants to do a move using you and in you. Well, how is he going to do that? We have to be made new. What does God have in store for you? What does he want to move you into? Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Ben Church. Today we're going to be talking about the parable or the example that Jesus gives in answer to the Pharisees asking why John the Baptist's disciples fasted, but Jesus' disciples didn't fast. And so Jesus' answer was this, and this is found in Mark chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 21 and 22. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts a new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. So Jesus is basically telling the Pharisees, hey, look, something's new is happening right now. And you don't put the new with the old. I think that could be applied today in a few different ways. First, I believe God is always doing something new. And yet at the same time, something old. For example, we have the scriptures. The scriptures are timeless because they are actually the word of God. The Bible actually is part of God. Jesus is called the word of God. This is just a written out into actual physical words, the very person and nature of God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's timeless. This word will stand forever. This word existed, even though it wasn't written down, this word existed before humanity, before creation. Now it is written down. We experience these words. They're, they're solid. They're the foundation. They will last for eternity. When all this universe fades away and and something new is created, these words will still stand because they are the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they they will stand the test of time. We can base our life on these words. All scripture is God breathed. So we can base our future, our hopes and our dreams all on the Bible. It's the truth. We can base our culture on it. We can base our government on it. We can base our finances on it our relationships on it, this word will guide us in all the affairs of life. Yet at the same time, uh, with a new covenant, Jesus was telling the Pharisees, hey, look, God is doing a new thing in this day. It's not that he changed anything necessarily. He wasn't destroying the old covenant when Jesus came as the Messiah. He was actually 
making something new. He was fulfilling the promises that were already spoken in the Old Testament. All the prophecies, all the promises that God had made were fulfilled in the person Jesus, and then he was actually making a way for all of humanity, not just the Jewish people, not just the Israelis, to have relationship with God and covenant with him. All of humanity for the rest of time can have a personal relationship with God because Jesus the Messiah came and made the way possible through his life, death, burial, and resurrection. So there's something new that can take place. When he's saying, well, the same thing can be applied today. There have been moves of God over the centuries where God is bringing new things always based on Scripture, always a scriptural thing, things that happened in Scripture, but it's a new understanding. It's a new revelation. It's a new vision of what God is doing. It's it's a fresh, timely word for now. I can think of examples in my own life where it's a new season. I remember one example about 10 years ago. I was sitting in my car during lunchtime, taking a break from work, and I was just praying, reading the Scriptures, praying for my wife, And I just felt in my heart like a a new word from the Lord. I just felt this is what the Lord spoke to me. I want you to release your wife into the ministry that I've called her to to do. Release her. And that was meaning basically I was holding on to her. I was restricting her. I was limiting her. And the Lord was speaking to my heart. Hey, I need you to stop doing that. I've got work for her to do. And I need you to let me do this work in her and through her. That was something fresh. And think about that. Well, how do you know that was God? Well, that's not a normal thing that you would just randomly feel. And not only that, but your natural tendency would be to hold on to something you love tightly. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to let it go. That's a natural human emotion or strategy. So this was something that was going contrary to my natural flesh or the natural way of of, of human life at least for me personally, and God was speaking to the opposite of that. He wanted to change that direction in my life. And let me tell you, it hasn't been easy doing that in my life. That's been a a struggle. That's been a source of contention sometimes. The Lord has had to correct me many times. I've had arguments about it uh, with God and with my wife. But over time, step by step, I'm able to release her into the work that she has to do, and and I tell you, she's awesome at what God has put in her in her heart in her life, not only in the work field but also in ministry and relationships. She's a very special person, and she deserves to have what God has planned for her. So that was like God had to change me in order to bring something fresh in my marriage and in the ministry for my wife. He had to change that wine skin. So now let's talk about the wine and the wineskins. A wineskin in the old days, that's what instead of having wine bottles, they, they put it in animal skins. And if you put fresh wine into an old used wineskin that had already been stretched out, by the time there was ex- more expansion in that old skin, it would just burst and, and you'd ruin the skin and, and the wine would be gone. So Jesus had to change. Yet he, he had said you had to have new wineskin for fresh wine. And that's what Jesus did in my life concerning my marriage. He had to prepare me. He had to change my attitudes and my heart, my understanding of what needed to take place. He had to change me first 
in order to bring that fresh wine. Think about that. That's biblical, isn't it? It's not like God was changing scriptures or saying something contrary to scriptures. That's just walking in love. That's just thinking more highly of others than ourselves. So that's just, it's all scriptural, but that was a timely word for me for right then. That God had to specifically speak and change something in me so that a new thing could happen. Well, think about this day and age. God wants to do some mighty, wonderful things in the earth and in your life. He wants to change you. He wants to birth a ministry. He wants to bring healing, deliverance, restoration. He wants to bring newness. He wants to do a move using you and in you. Well, how is he going to do that? We have to be made new. So in other words, God is going to confront us. He's going to bring challenges to us. He's going to move in our hearts and in our minds, directing us in certain ways and and stripping out the old and bringing in the new. Anytime there's a new move of God, the old has to be set aside. It's not that it's wrong necessarily. It's just old. And when God needs something new, the old has to be fulfilled. And it's not something you um, despise. So, in other words, uh, my relationship with my wife up until that point, it's not that that was wrong at all those times of the way we interacted or the way that I felt about her. That was fine. God allowed it. We walked in that. I appreciated that. But there came a time when the Lord had to move my wife into a certain area of service that if he did that, I was actually in in contention with that. I was standing against that or in the way of what God wanted to do, and he had to make some changes in my life. Well, think about that for you. What does God have in store for you? What does he want to move you into? Well, there's probably some pretty powerful, awesome things God has in store. I know he does for the earth. I know he does for the United States of America, for the Church of Jesus Christ, because God's on the move. Well, what does he have to change in us? Thinking about this last year, to me, it felt like God stripped away many things that were just standing in the way of what he had to do. He had to expose a lot of things in our own lives and in our nation. He had to bring to the forefront many things. He had to shake the foundations of many things. Think about sports just as one quick example, how the the stronghold that sports play in the United States of America whether it's on the local level with your children being involved, whether it's on a high school or collegiate or professional level, whether it's in a spectator, sports control a lot in this nation. They control our daily lives. And don't get me wrong, I love sports as much as anyone else. I appreciate good sports. I played sports. My kids played sports. I like watching sports, especially the Ohio State Buckeyes. But if it becomes an idol to you, God has to remove that in order for you to progress in things with the kingdom of God. It's tough. It's hard. But it's the truth. So my prayer for you today is, are you going to be new with the Lord? Do you want something new with God? Well, then let's open ourselves to him and say, Lord, would you open my heart before you and reveal to me the things that need to be changed? Would you take out the old wineskins the old cloths, Lord, for my life and bring in new fresh wineskins and the new fresh wine, the new cloths, the new clothes, Father. 
so that your newness would be a reality in my life and in my ministry, in my home, my workplace, and the marketplace, Father. I ask that in Jesus' name, that you make me new, that you do a new thing in my life. I thank you that you already are, and that's already your plan, Lord. May we be on the same page as you, Father. As you move, may we move with you. May we be ready and willing and obedient so that when the time is right, we act and we're blessed because we follow you each and every day. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in all of our lives. Amen. Now go have a great day. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.